water, there's a story. Whether it's discovering the places that dreams are made of, or losing the catch of a lifetime, there's always something to be said about a fishing trip. We're not only making casts, we're making memories. All told, this is the short drift. In this episode of The Short Drift, we travel back to East Tennessee's Teleco Ranger District of the Cherokee National Forest. I find myself once more in a very familiar territory, exploring very unfamiliar water. You just drive right past all these great waters that you know are holding great fish to go back into the hills and look for something a little more special. But uh, that's kind of what keeps me going. Back at home, I check the weather. With rain and snow forecasted for the next two weeks, I figured I'd better go fishing while I still had a chance. I quickly packed the car, kissed my fiancé, and headed out the door. It's a little over two hours from home to my favorite trout streams, and I arrived after dark. Having picked up a pizza on my way to the mountains, camp chores were few. I simply rigged a tarp from the side of the car, set my bedding, and relaxed. After two tall cans of a favorite beverage, I decided to lay down, and with visions of little brook trout dancing in my head, I drifted off to sleep. Right now it's about 20 after 5. Um, the rain... The rain got here pretty much on time. With daylight over an hour away, there wasn't much to do outside of the tarp. I pulled myself deeper into my sleeping bag and went back to sleep. Well, I was able to get a little more sleep. It's, uh... Whew. 7.45 right now. There's still a slight sprinkle, but I'm about to uh, go grab the stove out of the back of the car and um, I'm going to make some coffee, put some waders on and see what this place is all about. I spent this morning much like any other morning on one of my fishing trips. Usually skipping breakfast, I drank coffee and rigged up. The trailhead was just a few yards from camp. It was a solid two-mile walk to my intended fishery. Waters were the promise of a brook-only population. Even this stream's name would suggest that it was home to these gorgeous little wild trout. Coffee thermos in hand, I took to the trail. So basically, I'm on my way back to another stream that's supposed to hold only brook trout. Um, I've been walking for about 20 minutes so far. It's a bit of a walk in there. The uh, tips I found online suggested that make sure you give yourself plenty of time to get back out. So here I am 20 minutes in at my first stream crossing. Um, which is, by the way, not the river I'm fishing. So I'm probably going to cast a few times here, see if I can uh, get a little tuggy-tug, cross the stream and carry on. By the way, the trail would follow another wild trout stream that I knew was holding fish. The hardest part about the entire hike was staying focused enough to get to my target water and species. I didn't want to spook the areas I'd planned to fish on my way out. The crossing would be the only time that I would give in to the temptation. I casted four or five times and kept moving. Um, really can't wait to get back here. I, don't, I have no clue what to expect, actually. It's my first time here, and it's just, uh, I've been on a brook trout quest for quite some time now. I can't get enough of it. I just love getting back to these little tiny streams off the beaten path. Uh, no crowds, no pressure. 
little spooky. I like to kind of uh, pretend some of the wildlife aren't living out here watching me, but actually last night I was woke up a little around 4.30. Um, heard a bunch of coyotes calling, so that kind of shook me up a little bit because I was just laying there under my tarp by the car by my lonesome, but that's how it is. The trail was mostly well-groomed and easy to walk on. I was making great time and even stopped to take in a few moments and give thanks to the universe that I'm able to access and enjoy these areas. I've been able to entertain myself most of my life, oftentimes not needing the aid or comfort of others to seek out and enjoy hobbies. But today, after months of fishing and exploring on my own, something felt missing. All right, well, I think I kind of spaced on this one. I'd forgotten that there was a barrier falls, which pretty cool, makes sense. Um, also meaning I should be pretty close to the confluence to uh, from this stream and the stream I'm trying to fish. But man, this is just so cool. Kind of bums me out though, being out here all the time and having nobody to share this stuff with. 95% of the time I'm fishing by myself and especially here lately, I've been coming across a, a lot of new areas. I located a clear area to get me down to water level below the falls to snap some photos and marvel the beauty of this hidden gem. Yeah, it's pretty much a 20, 25 foot vertical falls right into a big plunge pool. Looks kind of fishy, honestly. And maybe 50 feet downstream from there, we got about a 30 foot bedrock slide. Absolutely gorgeous area. Uh, I'm gonna take some coffee right here and probably have a little snack. Although easily accessible by trail, the falls seemed rarely visited. It was free of litter, which sadly is far too uncommon in most of the region's fisheries. I enjoyed some coffee and a sweet snack. Fighting the urge to cast, I climbed back up to the trail. It is absolutely hard to stay focused on the task at hand. There's so many fishy looking holes and waters and pools and pockets, runs, riffles, all that jive. But yeah, it's tough. Um, same thing driving into these places, you know. You want to go explore a new place and uh, you just drive right past all these great waters that you know are holding great fish to go back into the hills and look for something a little more special. But uh, that's kind of what keeps me going. Just ahead was the confluence and trail junction. I should now be in brook only water. I've made it to the brook stream and it looks like I got my work cut out for me. Gorgeous little area. Although it is very, very uh, overgrown and rhododendron everywhere, so gonna be a tough day, but hopefully I'm rewarded. I hiked, uh, well, it was definitely about an hour and a half. Yeah, I'd say about an hour, 10 minutes hike in. So uh, I guess I'm gonna put the coffee thermos away and uh, get, to, get down to business. I eased up to the first hole and attempted to cast. I think I may have successfully landed two of my five casts on the water. Still excited, I got back on the trail to more easily access the next hole. Moving ahead through the stream bed would be a daunting task and likely spook the fish. It was more of the same at the next stop. I was beginning to realize that those visions of brook trout dancing in my head may be only visions. Yeah, this is really tough. Um... Just tiny stream, casting is dang near impossible. The trail does parallel the stream. However, access to the stream from the trail is pretty sparse. Looks like I'm coming up on a real, real small little area right now. But man, it's pretty wide open back here for camping if one were to figure this place out and 
want to come back and hang out for a couple days and have a good time. Very easy to backpack in here. Um, tons of places for improvised camps. There was one, of course it was back on the, the other stream, but there was one primitive camp, but there are several, several opportunities for improvised camps. But I'm going to uh, poke around and give it maybe an hour. Um, like I said, fishing's really tough. And I do want to catch some fish today. So I'm going to give it maybe an hour here, start making my way back towards camp, fish the stream I paralleled when I was coming in, and then head down to the main river, which is Teleco. I'm going to head down to Teleco and uh, fish some old familiar holes and hopefully get the big bite. I spent a fair amount of time getting my fly out of the trees. Truthfully, I was getting very few drifts. I was fishing with my Echo 7'6 3-weight. This is my go-to rod for most of my fishing trips. I picked it up at Teleco Outfitters a few months back and it's been a fun rod to catch these wild fish on. But it was a bit too much reach for my abilities. I'm now considering the 7'3 2-weight also in Echo's Carbon XL lineup. These are perfectly priced and well-functioning rods, definitely suitable for these types of fishing trips. It'll only sting a little bit if I break it. I'd like to inform that this isn't a sponsor ad, I just like the product. I dipped on and off the trail where I could and persisted to try and land my fly on the water in a delicate, convincing manner. I was getting more consistent with actually making clean casts, but I couldn't invent a rise from these little aquatic ghosts. I'm here at the uh, final creek crossing where the trail kind of starts making its way out of the little valley here and away from the stream bed. And I think it's about as far as I can go. Um, you can... <laughs> Actually, I couldn't even wiggle through this uh, mess if I wanted to, but there's just super thick rhododendron, plunge after plunge after plunge after plunge about every five to 10 feet. And honestly, it's just hard to get a cast in edgewise. I've really had my hopes set pretty high for this place because it's just so far back. It's supposed to be brook trout only, like nice rugged backcountry experience. So I was pretty stoked on it. And I've had a great time out here. So I'm probably going to try to dip the old fly in a, in a few seams here and there on the way back down. But then I'm really going to start fishing once I get back to uh, the stream I followed on the way in here. Which is supposed to hold uh, brooks, browns, and rainbows. So we'll see what happens. I was just, man, I was just really interested in this brook-only stream again. Kind of just like the tone for last week, except this was uh, ten times more tough to get back to and as well to just uh, find cl clear casting lanes, but we'll see what we can uh, see what we can shake up. If you've listened to the previous episode, the score is now Dustin zero, brook trout two. Actually, since taking an interest in brook only water, I've only landed three. My efforts fishing downstream yielded the same results as before. Nothing. My time here was done. I was only a little discouraged. I moseyed back down to the confluence and re-rigged, something I probably should have considered during my time on the brookwater. Being guilty of favoring a dry take, I didn't explore the subsurface bite. I'm still confident in a brook trout population as suggested by Trout Unlimited. It's just gonna take a little work. Let's head downstream.
Remember earlier when I said the barrier falls looked fishy? As it turns out, it was. So I'm back down at the barrier falls here at the uh, main stream and I've just popped a little rainbow. Cute little buddy, chubby as all get out. Man, maybe four or five inches long. Had a couple of little wee strikes before that, but I'm gonna mess around right here for a minute and fish my way downstream, I guess. I stopped only at places that were easily accessible and directly trailside. I got some rises and a few half-hearted takes, but I couldn't fully connect. Looks like I just made it back to my first stream crossing, so that means I'm about 20 minutes from uh, being back at camp. See if we can rustle up another fish. I've only had the one rainbow so far. Very thankful for that. It's uh, never a good time when you put in this much work to go find some fish and come home with your tail between your legs skunked, so always thankful for the tug. Nearing camp, I started to fish a little more thorough targeting pools and runs that required a bit more effort to access. My time on these two wild streams was about to end. Though Teleco does offer a chance at wild fish, it's highly stocked water. Well, cool. I just popped another little rainbow trout. Uh, of course, they're all wild up here. Not very big at all. But I spotted like a nice real flat uh, drift down the hillside, so I had to scale down come off the trail and scale down the hill a bit and uh, get to it and wow it it paid off so it was actually my second cast down here so I'm gonna give it another couple of goes work my way upstream and there's a bit of a run below me and I'm probably gonna circle around and hit that too so yeah, things are looking up I was getting hungry and went back to camp Well, that's just kind of what it was. I'm back in the car now. I actually found some guy from Virginia's fishing license in the bottom of the stream from 2018. So I'm actually going to reach out to him. and Not that anything can be done, but I'm actually going to reach out just because it's a cool story and let him know I found his stuff. So, uh, yeah, guess I'm going to head back down to the uh, bigger water, bigger fish try to uh connect on something man i missed the fish of the day back there on my way out had to be a good i don't know nine ten eleven who's to say inch fish i mean just smoked it and uh just didn't quite just didn't quite stick him so anyway back up the hill back down the hill down to the water i had caught two fish so far not my most fruitful day fishing, but the afternoon was young. I snacked on last night's pizza as I made the six mile gravel drive back to the Teleco River. kind of looking forward to catching a bigger fish. It had been a few weeks since I had fished this river. Also, it's currently delayed harvest and things can get exciting quickly. Check out the Teleco Trophies delayed harvest video that Teleco Outfitters posted on social media. Trophies indeed. You can find a link in the description. 
After parking my car at one of the many turnouts, I assembled my five weight and got to work. I was fishing a beadhead nymph attractor and a Pat's rubber legs. So I'm down on the Teleco right now and I just hooked into a good little, uh, probably eight inch brown. Uh, it was like my third cast. I had a strike right before him and then hooked up with that guy. Awesome little, uh, little brown trout. I'm gonna keep the, try to keep the ball rolling here. That little brown trout was streamborn. I was happy to connect with a wild fish in the heart of stocked water. As I waded upstream, I approached a large, deep pool. I swapped my original beadhead for something a bit heavier, and on the first cast got a nice bite that broke off my rubber legs bug. I retied once more and circled around to fish back through the run. I hooked up two more times. I was satisfied. Guess I'm going to break down the rod and put my street clothes on and start heading home. Turned out to be a decent day overall. Four fish down here, one brown and three rainbows on the Teleco. So it shaped up to be a pretty good day. It was a fun fishing trip, but the fact is that once again, I had failed at locating the brook trout that I was targeting. No one tipped me off to these areas. I simply studied a map and took to the internet. I urge you to do the same. And to protect these precious brookies, I won't divulge the stream names, but I did leave a few hints along the way. The information is out there. I've really only told one person about all these little micro wild streams I've been finding out about and stuff like that. And he just moved back to Colorado. Definitely low pressure areas. And I'm just happy to get out here and find them. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the short drift, please consider leaving a rating and review. If you'd like to support the growth and improvement of the podcast, you can pledge a monetary donation to our Kickstarter campaign at www.kickstarter forward slash projects forward slash the short drift podcast or log on to Kickstarter and search the short drift. If you'd like to make a direct donation with PayPal to help keep the show on the road, use paypal.me forward slash the short drift. You can find links to both in the description. I'm your host, Dustin Welch, saying thanks once more for listening. This is The Short Drift. <laughs>